Hey everybody, welcome to whatever episode this is of Cape Fear Legion. Episode 4. Episode 4. Thank you, Scott. We skipped a week. First time you ever gave anything... Worthwhile. Worthwhile. Um, yeah, so we didn't have an episode last week, scheduling problems. Scott was out of town, and I really just didn't feel like doing one by myself. So here we are, we're back. It's been not a great week, or two weeks really, in Metsland. Um... What are you doing on your phone over there? Checking out some notes, some articles about Mets baseball over the week, some interesting tidbits that uh, maybe I missed through the course of a busy week. Are any of those going to be interesting? Um, they're always interesting to me. Whether or not they're interesting to you is another story. Another story. But, uh, you know, it, it just has to be interesting to our, our fan base of three. <laughs> and, and if it's interesting to them. I'm trying to get us on Apple, so hopefully that'll help grow a little bit. That's good. So, let's start pitching. Where else are you going to oh. start? Everything's been okay. Pitching's been bad. All right. Um, let's start with DeGrom. Start with DeGrom. Just best pitcher in baseball. Comes up a little lame with some sore elbow issues. Yeah, that right? he attributed to him being sick and not getting his normal throwing in. But did the Mets overreact by placing him on no. the... Uh, no. All right. So they're going to say they're going to do this. They say they're getting an MRI, and then they have him out throwing the next morning. But, I mean, you well, know... It's DeGrom's elbow. He can do what he wants. Well, let's talk. Let's go down a little bit of a tangent here. How do you feel, in general, about major sports and the disclosure of injuries and how... I mean, <laughs> in football, it's ridiculous. As hockey fans? As hockey fans, it's also upper body industry. I, they, injury when uh, industry. Zaka with the Devils went out. This year, they said he's day to day, probably will only miss one game, upper body injury. Um, put, before, the, put the can on the floor. Before floor. you, um, and he and he misses a month and a half, and they say he has a concu- he had a concussion. So it's, it's annoying. I think you should. You before should you, well, I tell wanted us. before you said what he had to think to say what you thought he had based upon. The original analysis. It's, there was uh, no original analysis. Well, he was day to day, upper body injury. What like do you a think? Shoulder or something, right? Like yeah. a sore rib or like a a pull, maybe a sore muscle in his oblique or something. I don't know. Took a shot. Spray, up high. Yeah, sprained finger. Yeah, and, and then it turns out to be a concussion. So where where were you going with this? You know, I, when you talk about baseball, and it's the same thing, really. You know, they have. DeGrom, when, when, the, when you put somebody on, when you talk about a pitcher's elbow, and then you talk about MRI, and then you talk about um, putting them on the IR and, and retroactive IL. IL, sorry, and then you start thinking it's almost like the opposite, right? Well, I mean, first of all, baseball is weird, right? You got to put someone on a list so that they can miss time so that you can call somebody else up. Other teams just swap out. Other sports just swap out players. That's true. You know, and then there's the long-term injured reserve on other sports is about cap space. It's not about which, you know, we have to worry about in baseball. It's about, well, this guy's going to be out for the entire season. And it, he's a hit and, and we're paying him $10 million a year. That's 15% of our cap. And we need to replace that. Yeah, we need another player we got to pay. So baseball's just weird in that fact. Like, they're talking, I think next year they're going back to the 15-day DL. And I just, I don't understand it. Like, so now people are going to sit injured 
you know, risking further injury because they might take a pinch hitting spot because they don't want to miss them for 15 days and then they end up missing them for two months. I don't know. It's weird. Don't get me. It just doesn't make any sense. Okay. So long story short, DeGrom is most likely fine. Fingers crossed. Most likely. Yeah. But either way, the story is tomorrow morning MRI. That's Monday morning. Are they, they still get going back through to, with the MRI? Yes. So Monday morning, regardless, they get back to New York. They're going to... Cano got hit in the hand today, too. It looks like he... Well, x-rays were negative, but at How the about, time it looked like he broke his hand. Speaking of getting hit in the hand... Alonzo got hit Crystal in the hand. I missed that. I've, I've heard about it today. And then came back and just jacked one over the center field wall in the first. He's a man. He's a man. He had another home run today, I think. He did. That's yeah. in the first. Yeah. Oh. So now I read an article this morning too, talking about Alonzo just not getting enough tension nationally. How do you feel about that? You think it's best, you know, to let him continue to fly under the radar? That's best for his development as a How young player. How is he not getting attention nationally? I don't know. You talk about. I mean, when I watch MLB Network, they talk about him all the time. Maybe it's in the respect of talking about somebody nationally versus giving him national recognition, right? In in, in the conversation of other players, so maybe he's getting that airtime, but he's not getting the recognition in that comparison to other players. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, who cares? No, I don't, I don't care. I mean, all offseason, they beast. talked about pitching depth, starting pitching depth, and it's rearing its ugly head already. Chris Flexen's terrible. When I saw that they called him up to do a spot start, I was like, well, I'll just mark that one else. I, an so you and I were in the car, and you're like, they haven't announced, have they announced a pitcher yet? Yeah. And I was like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. And then you, you looked it up, and you, I think your reaction was, Flexen, oi. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Not again. Yeah, but... There really isn't anybody else. I would have liked to see Drew Gagnon come back up. Gagnon, I don't know how to say his name. Because he gave a good showing. But anyway, um, you had a hockey tournament this weekend? Last week, you were out of town. We mentioned to the listeners that you are out of town. Yep, did. Anything interesting happened there? Um, well, it was an, a fantastic tournament. High-level skill, over 40 national championships in Tampa. Oh, cool. um, got to play with one of my heroes, actually. Really? Uh, Roman Hammerlick was my defense partner, number one draft pick by the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, 22 years ago or he so. He was drafted 20, by the Lightning? Th- yeah. I think he might even have been the Lightning's first pick. Don't, really? I'm don't gonna look, I'm gonna look quote me on that. I'm going to look it up. Um, I know he was drafted in 92. The person drafted before him in the draft before. You, and you played with him. Yeah. So why we, didn't you ask him? We were D partners. I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, you know, like there was a point, there was a point after one of the games. The first game, I talked to one of my buddies about how You're I right, felt he was like ninety-two entry draft by the Lightning, first overall pick. Eric Lindros was the first overall pick the year before, and Alexander Daig was the first overall pick the year after. Talk about home run on Lindros, home run on Hammerlick, bust on Daig. Yeah. Anyway. Um. There was a point, like, I was talking to Tony and Bobby about how I just felt like an outsider Who's on Tony this team. Tony and Bobby for our listeners? Uh, the guys that run a, our local tournament team here. Oh, okay. Bobby's our goalie. I was talking to them about how much of an outsider I felt like as part of this team being brought in on the first year after that first game. And it was almost like there was the contingent that came from Wilmington, four of us, 
and then the rest of them, and we weren't really fitting in well that first game. Second game, though, it all clicked. And it wasn't really looking for like a play-by-play here. Just but talk I'm, about I'm, Roman all right, Hammer. All right, like let me wrap this thing up. Make so, this fun, dude. So at the end of this, yeah, end of that second game. Wake me game, up when it was. When is the end? I'm in the Can sho- I see it? Uh, showering with Roman. Not, ooh, ooh, yeah, baby. Yeah, not not sports. Now it gets interesting. Nah, it's the heat, <laughs> the sauna in there. So, and I was I was debating this whole time. Showering, we're just talking about the game. And we're talking, he's four years older than me, so we're talking about growing up playing different places. And all I wanted to tell him was like, dude, like, I'm a huge fan of yours. You played for the Islanders. I mean, this guy's a three-time All-Star, won a gold medal with the Czech Republic. This guy's got all the accolades, World Juniors. And I'm sitting here playing with him. And not in the shower, by the way. (laughs) Not Not at that moment. And I just want to tell him, like, man, like, you're one of my heroes. And you picked the shower to do that? And I didn't tell him you're nope, his hero. I didn't. Oh. I made him tell me how nice my goal was that game, <laughs> and I moved on. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> the story would have been better if you said you said all that stuff. You said you didn't have enough to talk about this week, and you wanted me to fill time. So there you go. No. There's ten uh, minutes. Just trying to make things fun for everyone. Uh, that is pretty cool though to get a chance to play with your hero. Honestly, yeah. honestly. That's really cool. Another good experience. And he's part of that team. So every year we'll be playing together. That's very Tampa. cool. And maybe if uh, they need a goalie to fill in, I talk, jump in. Talk about a golfing like enthusiast. That guy golfs every day. I mean, I wonder what it must be like to live that life. He's like, yeah. we're going to Arizona in three weeks. You guys want to go? It's like, I got a house there. We're just going to play golf every day. Sometimes twice a day. Jeez. No? All right, well, how about... I mean, they, they played golf before and after every game in Tampa. It's ridiculous. All right, move on. Let's talk Talked about golf, talked about hockey, we talked about a little bit of everything but baseball. (laughs) Um, It's a long season, dude. Yeah, lost a couple series in a row. Um, Philly tomorrow, chance to bounce back. I'm sorry I don't have much to say or analysis. I had a busy week this week, didn't get to catch a lot of games. And the games I did watch were terrible. We wanted to watch the Islanders playoff game the other night, and I put the Mets game on on my iPad. So I, I turned the game on in the second inning and I turned it off in the second inning because it was 10 to 1. So they're almost like the way the New York Giants used to be where it was like the game was either it was won or lost in the first quarter. Yeah. You know, they're either up seven runs and it's still going to finish 7 6 because the bullpen's going to do everything they can to blow it. What's so we're uh, Gazelman's had a couple of good outings though. He had a big outing last night. Woo! We're roughly 20 that. games into the season. Right? A little over. 2021. 20, yeah. So, 21 games into the season, 140 so are left. What's your overall feeling about how the season's going to go? And bef- go ahead. I'll let you answer first because I have a They take feel, on it. the team feels a little, I don't know. It's so early, but like they feel kind of fraudulent. Like it's a paper house, you know? Like one little kick to the bottom rung and everything's going to come tumbling down. All you need um, is a strong gust and it blows away. Yeah. And, you know, Syndergaard got rocked again today. The pitching has been terrible. That's supposed to be the strength of the team. It's supposed to be the best. It's supposed to be the part that carries us. The offense has been great. I don't know. I, it's, it's, I, I feel like I get the same feeling every year. What were the Mets starting out like eight and three, right? Yeah, something like that. Now they're 
what, 12 and 10, 12 and 11, 11 and 10, I think. 11, 11 and 10. 10, I think. And we don't do much fact checking around here. And, but you know, it's just always seems the same. Like we were going, we got a great win percentage in that first week and a half. And then everybody else gets warmed up and yeah. we get exposed. And that's just how I feel like at the beginning of every season. Bad teams usually jump out in the beginning of the season because they have something to prove. You know, they want to, we're not going to be as bad as everyone says we are. And the good teams are taking it easy in spring training. I don't know if you want to pause there because they're talking about your boy Hughes and how he's dominating at the uh, under 18 world men's. Uh, Big time goal today, big time assist. That wasn't Hughes right there. No. They talked about that earlier. So. They're showing the. I'm sorry, everybody. They're showing the highlights here in the background. We've got so we have a very high tech uh, studio that we broadcast <laughs> from. We've got a lot of monitors monitoring. That's because that's what monitors do. They monitor things, monitoring a lot of different sports. Yeah, get on with it. And look at Jack Hughes' goal and assist. Yeah, I already Six know. Six three win. Um, it's gonna be a devil soon. Yep. Three months, they'll announce it. <laughs> two months, two and a half months. June. Two and a half months. All right. Thank you for taking the show off track and just leaving it in the middle of nowhere. What the fuck are we talking about? Listen, you live your life in the middle of nowhere, so you should feel at home. This is the middle of nowhere. Um, We're talking about bad teams. Oh, yeah. Bad teams get out in a hurry because they're working in spring training. There's competition in spring training. They make the squad. They're all ready to go. Came into camp fighting for positions and then they have something to prove when the season starts and they almost always like there's always a few really bad teams that get out to hot starts and a few really really good teams that you know took it easy in spring training because they, they went in the playoffs last year and everyone pitched a lot of innings and you know they start out three and 12 and next thing you know you blink and they're they're you know 30 so and are the Mets one of those like, bad teams the Astros started out something like like one and five and then they won 12 games in a row. It's like, oh, yeah, they're still the Astros. You know, and the Mariners are coming back down to reality. The Mets are coming back down to reality. Question is, you know, it's a long season. I don't think they're a bad team, but they will be a bad team if the strength of the team is bad. We're not going to, we have a better offense this year. We're not going to outslug a lot of people, you know. DeGrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler have to be what they were, not what they currently are. And they might come around, you know. I hate early baseball season because the schedule's always weird. There's lots of off days. You know, there's lots of weird travel days. And pitchers are creatures of habit. They like to get in their little five-day routine. and, And usually that's when they take off. How long do you think it takes the average MLB player to get in, settled into that routine. So we're 20 games in, and really that's three and a half, three weeks, three and a half weeks of a season. Uh, well, the hitters the hitters have all settled in, but the you know pitchers are going on six days rest, on seven days rest. You know, Vargas doesn't pitch for two weeks. You know, there's a lot of that, and I think that has an effect. And then when they do pitch, it's 38 degrees and the wind's blowing 60 miles an hour. You know, they can't feel the ball at all. So it's 
There have been some cold games. Like, a lot of the early for, for games a lot for me the the baseball season doesn't really start until it's hot outside. You know, in you know New, New York, York, Philadelphia, Chicago, those kind of places. But sometimes, if you don't, you can be out of it by then. You can be out of the race by then if you don't string together some wins. So safe to say, Miami's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's safe to say. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't, I don't three and a half weeks. Like, that's not enough time to get a new routine when you're talking about the, the length of a baseball season. To no. me, that's not enough time to get used to the travel, to get used to, especially for pitchers. How do you get your work in on days yeah. you're not pitching? Yeah, I never understood. Like in spring training, they they ease guys in, they do this, they do that, they do all this stuff to protect them. I would ramp them up. Like, their last start in spring training wouldn't be, like, 80 pitches. You know, the 80-pitch start would have been, like, three starts ago. Like, I want them pitching their last few starts as if it's the regular season, right. going 100 pitches, going Show 110 ready, pitches. Yeah. And then to protect them from fatigue or overuse, I'd skip a few starts in the middle of the season. Just be like, hey, the next 15 days you're not pitching. You know, just rest your arm. And then we'll we'll get you back in there. That way, at least they're ready, you know, and they're not having these up and down starts and craziness in the beginning of the season. So many great pitchers throwing like 89 where they usually pitch 96. You think it's fair to say the first three weeks of the season are just an extension of spring training and just they're getting the wins there. and losses that's kinda, count? That, and that's kind of how I feel like the good, what I was talking about earlier, that's how the good teams treat it, you know, because they know they're going to get there, but they want to protect their players. They want to make sure everything's good. And the bad teams don't look at it that way, you know? So, and that's, a lot of sports are going like that way. Like, you know, football doesn't like the preseason. So a lot of ways, the first month of the season in football, you know, teams are trying to figure shit out. Everyone wants to complain about, oh, the preseason is too long. Well, it's too long because you're not using it. That's true. You know? Especially in football. Well, Actually, football is what four or five weeks yeah. of preseason, and you think about it, that's a third of their season of their entire yeah. season. So when you talk about a preseason in relation to the length of their season in baseball, it's a month, and I mean it's baseball. It's it's they play. They, hmm, I don't it's all know. of March basically. If you get the pitchers readier, readier. I don't know if that's a word, but like more ready. Yeah. You, Baseball, probably more than any other sport, you know who's going to be on the team at the end of spring training. Before spring training to the end of spring training, there might be, on any given team, one guy that's fighting for a spot. Yeah. You know, most of the time, they're good to go. So why not get them in there and get them ready, you know? It's then, not you an eval- shorten, then you it's could really shorten. It's really not an evaluation. Spring training yeah. baseball is not an evaluation period. Yeah. It's not training camp and hockey. Yeah. Right? But then where again... They, where they're like the last five guys on the roster are fighting for a spot. Yeah, where you can only carry 20, 20 yeah. dress. Well, you can carry 25, 20 dress. It's not like that in baseball. You have a we big. talk too much hockey? We might talk too much hockey. Should we do a hockey podcast? Nah, fuck it. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have a bigger yeah, bench in baseball. You have a bigger fall. bench. And, and like you said, you have, you have a much better idea of what your team is going to be mm-hmm. come the start of spring training. And, and even if you don't, like, you're really tweaking who your starters are going to be versus who your bench players are going to be, not who am I carrying on my team. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and then, but I think it's fair to say that by the time you get to the preseason, preseason is after training camp, typically, right? You come into camp, camp mixes in with preseason, and then you cut your rosters down three quarters of the way through preseason in most sports. And I don't know. I think it's fair to say. Baseball is weird. They do that, but then they still, quote unquote, borrow people from minor league camp for games. And it's like, what? <laughs> why do you, Why do you have to send them back? Like, why do you got to cut them? Do you think there's too much bureaucracy in baseball? There's so much. They have so many weird rules. But when you look at when you look at the system and you're like, well, how else would you do it? You kind of like, I don't know. It's weird. It's hard because they got double A players and triple A players, and they can get called up at any time. They, you know, they can get sent down. Well, some people can get sent down anytime. What's interesting to me? This is what's interesting to me. In baseball, unlike any other sport, well, baseball and hockey are very similar in the fact that they have Good very well-defined systems. development systems, right? Yeah. And in baseball, you've got triple A, double A, single A, and then it goes down past there. Yeah. And and it's very similar in hockey. You know, American Hockey League, East Coast Hockey League goes down from there. Mm-hmm. But in baseball, you'll call people up. You'll call people up from the. Sorry. Yeah. That's so brutal. Okay. You'll call people up from double A and skip triple A. Yeah. Whereas like, it seems like if they are going to be MLB worthy, why are they not playing in triple A? Why are they in double A? Um, well, prospects usually get stashed in double A to develop. And triple A is where you have your, your veterans that are on the 40 man roster. That's your depth pieces that have to play somewhere. It's like, let's say, the Mets, well, let's say Vargas was on a minor league contract instead of a, a major league contract, like an invite to camp, and they signed Dallas Keuchel. So they got five guys. So Vargas would be a triple-A pitcher until someone gets hurt, and then he gets called up. So you have kind of more professionals in triple-A. Um, Don't you think that would the, help the develop the prospects? That veteran when they're leadership. Ready, that... Yeah. Well, they usually they get called up to AAA. It's it's actually it's rare when someone gets called up from AA to the majors. I mean, it's happening more and more often lately. Um, like it was like like two or three years ago was like the first time the Mets ever done it, and now they've done it like seven times. So. Yeah. But that also speaks to the thinness. Oh, one of the other reasons the Mets did it too is because their AAA ball club was in Las Vegas. That so is the true. AA was in Binghamton, so sometimes just logistically they had to. That makes sense to yeah. me. But it doesn't make sense to me that you're going to put your farm team all the way across the country. Yeah, there. well, they fixed that there in Syracuse now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it speaks more to the depth of your system where it's like none of these people in AAA are any good, you know? Or the one guy that is good didn't pitch yesterday, so we can't use him today. You know what I mean? So do you... Do you know how to make memes? No. Because I want to take this clip of Dougie Hamilton. So we're watching a clip right now of Dougie Hamilton completely avoiding and giving the, giving the time and space to Alexander Ovechkin up, which leads to a goal in the defensive zone. We know, we know he needs a lot of space to do stuff. I think that um, I want to make a meme that just keeps going back and forth. With Dougie Hamilton jumping out of the way of Ovechkin, yeah. bailing out to the "Teach Me How to Dougie" song. Teach me how to Dougie. Teach me, teach me how to Dougie, and it's just him going back and forth. 
Doug, I don't know Doug how to Hamilton's do that. Hamilton's had a bad reputation since he got into the league. That was um, Tony McCabe's idea, though, by the way. I need to oh. give bibliography respect whole, there. Whole names on the radio, dude. He, nobody knows who he is. Anyway. He signed a release for him. Okay. So, we got Philly tomorrow. Who's pitching tomorrow? Wheeler? Should be Wheeler. Cinder pitch today. today. Oh, Jinx, double shield. Um, I don't know who's pitching. Talk while I'll look up who's pitching for Philly. It's going to be Wheeler. Look it up. For Philly. Oh, for Philly. God. Against Philly. It's Wheeler. Dude. I don't know who's pitching for Philly, but I got to say, going into tomorrow's game, I don't just don't have a lot of confidence. Arietta versus Mats. Oh, that's right. They flipped Mats and Wheeler. I don't have a lot of confidence, dude. I just. I go into I go into a Mets game just completely open minded. I don't know what I'm gonna get. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get a lot of disappointment or I'm gonna get a lot of or it's emotion and excitement. I mean, there's essentially four facets: hitting, defense, pitching, or starting pitching and bullpen. We I don't feel like we've had a game yet where all four facets were performing well. And, and to you play know, a complete game, does, you need all yeah. four. When we win games, you know, it's because three of them did their job. You know, the offense, the starters, and the bullpen doesn't do good. Or the starters does good, the bullpen does good. Or the starters don't good, the bullpen does good, and the offense does good. I think we get the scenario. Yeah, yeah. thank you. If all four are clicking. I Scott there. My bad. Um, it's easy to do. Yeah. I'm a likable yeah. guy. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Did you say you're a likable guy? <laughs> you said yeah. Ah, shit. That's recorded. I'll have to edit that out. Um, we're at 25, 26 minutes. You want to just call it a day? Shitty show, everyone. I'm sorry. Um, not really a whole lot. You know what? I don't think this was a shitty show. I think we covered a lot of different topics. This was just a, a, a much more natural... Oh, did you... Did you uh, before we close up, that Cano play where Mickey got thrown out, did you watch that? Did you see that? No. Oh, man. So Cano is at the at bat. It's an 0-2 count. Miller hits him on the hand. Okay. He's crumpled in pain, laying down. Everyone goes out there to check on him. Stop messing with the table. Mics are picking it up. Um, everyone's out there to check on him, you know. Mickey puts Lagaris in to run for him, and all of a sudden we don't know what's going on. Mickey's screaming at the third base umpire and gets thrown out, and Lagaris goes up to the plate and strikes out on one pitch. He called Cano for a swing when he got hit in the hand. It was wasn't even close to swing. It was a terrible call. And then they said because Mickey was, you know, with the trainer over Cano that he missed the time to challenge the play well no never mind because it wasn't it wouldn't have been challenged swings not challengeable but that's what they thought in the broadcast is that he missed the challenge time for him they said it was a first they thought it was a Isn't ball that hit play. by pitch anyway well no, if you base? swing and you get hit it's a strike okay just, it's just a dead but ball. he didn't swing but he didn't swing it wasn't even close and but the other thing was no one asked for the third base umpire's opinion no one appealed the play the umpire just kind of volunteered it which is wrong what it seemed like it was just it was just a horrible play. And then the next batter, Conforto, hits a home run. Six four should have been six five. Yeah, you know it's a totally different ball game going into the eighth and ninth inning. 
So annoying. It's early for the umpires, too. The umpires have been pretty bad so far this year, and I'm a pretty pro-umpire guy, um, but they've been pretty terrible this year. I didn't know... I didn't know... Um, I saw a post on the interwebs about that play in particular in the umps and saying the umps are brutal. It should be 6'5", not 6'4". Get it yeah. together. And I didn't really know what they were referencing, so thank you for that. I'm sure there were a lot of listeners. I may have seen similar posts. It was, didn't know. It was just terrible. How about Aaron Judge out for the season? He's out for the season, really? Done for the season. I thought he was just out for like a month, like an torn oblique. Torn labrum. No, uh, torn oblique. Ooh. Yep, that'll do yep. it. Put him out for the season. That'll do it. The Crankies. The Yankees are without their Yankees best. Are falling apart without their best player. That was a. I think I saw that was a discussion post on a, a Mets Facebook page. Like, what are your thoughts on the Yankees? Like, because they're like some of my friends are like they're a New York team. They have they're in the AL. Who cares? I root for them to win. You know, I don't really root for them actively. I just don't care. And if they they win, happy for New York. And then you know, other Mets fans are like, no, fuck the Yankees. Where do you fall on that? I'm I'm more towards you. What am I? Middle of the road. <laughs> I was giving the two options. I wasn't explaining. Oh, what oh, I, what I was. oh, oh, oh. Um, I thought you were saying you were the first one, where it's like, oh yeah, good for New York. Um, I I tend to lean that way. Uh, the only time I go towards the other direction about you know about the Yankees is when there are other people I know involved that yeah. are Yankees fans, yeah. <laughs> and I can't stand the type of fan that they are, and then I want the Yankees to lose. But if it wasn't for those people, I'd be all for New York. Yeah, I'm, I am I go back and forth. When, especially when the, well, it depends what kind of team they have, too. Like, It doesn't matter now. Yeah, they're all injured. Um, Still, I just, I don't, I don't, it's not that I hate the Yankees, it's that I hate everything that surrounds the Yankees. They have, their fans are passionless. John Sterling, their radio announcer, is just the fucking worst. Those home run calls, so terrible. Um, it it's just the the Yankee culture I hate because I don't know. There's no Yankee culture. No, they, you know what? That's that happened. The Red Sox too. Yeah. The Red Sox got wildly popular before they got good again. The curse yeah. was in full effect. You know. It, it was fine. And then now it's like... Yeah, Boston's a fan city that hasn't really been able to figure out how to be a success. Like, right. You're successful now. Like, you you have to be a different fan. But then, You can't be the woe is me, we're the little guy fan yeah. anymore. You have taken over that evil empire. Right. And, and then... But, but why did Boston hats start popping up all over the dang country? Yeah. You know, well, like... And now that's... Rivaling the Yankees were always that team, right? Yeah. There were Yankee hats. It doesn't matter what state you're in, what city you're in. There are Yankees fans everywhere because Yankees were the darlings of MLB. Yeah, you know they 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 just yeah, were. And, and and the stadium, I hate the stadium. Such a piece of shit, and it's a bandbox. And like you listen to, the, oh, like crushed it, and it made it out in the third row. That's a pop up in every other fucking park. Like so dumb. Yeah, well, you like know, that's why, like, who hit a home run in Yankee Stadium? It was Jorge Soler um, with the Royals, and like he hits it and he slams his bat down. He's like shaking his head because he's like, I, I made it, it out. I popped it up, and the ball gets out down the left field line, and it's that's only because he 
in Kansas City, that's a pop out. Yeah. You know, and it's 30 feet from 90%, the morning track. Yeah, 90% of the parks, that's a pop out. And it's just. You know, you asked that question shit. about the Mets and the Yankees. And when it comes to baseball and football, we have the National League and the American League, mm-hmm. which is pretty much for both, right? Yeah. NFL AF, or NFC AFC. And the teams have no chance of meeting anywhere other than yeah. the Super Bowl. It it allows for you to have more. <coughs> excuse me, sorry. It uh, it allows for you. Finish your point. You wrap this up and light the fire. You got it. Yeah. It allows for you to have more tolerance for your cross town team. So when you're when you're a Mets fan, you have more tolerance for the Yankees because they're in a completely different league. When you're a Giants or a Jets fan, you can you have you get to have more tolerance. I think the other part of it is that we haven't lived in New York City in a very long time, so we don't have to deal with the obnoxious fans. Like I'm sure other. if I lived in New York City, I would hate every Yankees thing sure. out there. Like well, we already said, it's the fan base that makes you hate the team. Really, yeah. when it comes to that, but when you but it's not that way in the, in the NHL or NBA when you're in the same you're in the same division, and the you got the Islanders, Rangers, Devils yeah. all playing like fighting for divisional championships and the same thing with probably the Nets and the Knicks, you know, fighting, then there's more hatred because that team is keeping you from getting where you, where you want to go. Whereas the Yankees don't have nothing really to do with the Mets season that much. Mike's picking up. That was my knuckles popping everyone. All right. So we covered almost nothing today. Awesome. I think it was a good conversation. We, we talked a lot about, yeah. Uh, the bureaucracy in baseball, injuries, how long it takes to get set up. None of it was probably accurate. No, but if it was, you if you guys out there want to fact check us, please do. Make yeah. us look dumb. I got to shower with Roman Hammerlick. We're, yeah, we're still gonna. All right. On that note, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>